Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pony Stampede podcast. I'm publisher Billy Embody. Thanks for listening this Monday morning or whenever you're listening to this podcast. But SMU landed a key transfer on Sunday night. We'll get to that and kind of recap a busy recruiting weekend uh, to an extent. And look, um, we're going to jump right in with that breaking news. SMU landed Alabama transfer tight end Kedrick James. He's a former Waco La Vega standout, so he's another Dallas area player coming back home to finish his his college career out um, as a Mustang. He's going to be a junior this fall, so he was out of the 2017 signing class. He picked Alabama over Texas A&M, Baylor, uh, a bunch of other schools. He was one of the best tight ends in the country. He spends two years in Tuscaloosa. He plays as a true freshman. He plays as a true sophomore. Um, He had an ankle injury that ended his sophomore career a little early. He kind of had some off-the-field stuff that that Alabama suspended him for their their, uh, playoff games for, and then uh, he was expected to be suspended for the first four games of this season. But look, um, SMU did their research here. They got him on campus late last week. Um, and had him in for a visit. He and his mom both loved it. And so it was pretty much done right then and there. And, and actually, uh, in talking with some folks at SMU, they were kind of surprised it all came out Sunday night. But I guess Kedrick told one of uh, the reporters back in Alabama where he had been, and and uh, from there it, it blew up. And so um, big, big pickup for SMU because, look um, – He's a 6'5", 263-pound tight end. He's heading into his junior season, so he has some veteran depth to the room. Um, and if he gets his waiver, they're going to at least apply for an NCAA waiver here. He could play right away. Now, on the flip side of that, if he doesn't, uh, he'll redshirt and he'll come back next year as a junior. And that kind of, I think, balances the tight end a, tight end room a little bit because you'll have Ryan Becker gone. Um, you'll have Kylan Granson and Corey Rao as likely seniors. Um, and then you'll have Ben Redding as a junior, uh, as long as he plays a, a good bit this this year, which he's expected to. And then you'll have a true freshman tight end, whoever that is that, that they land in the 2020 recruiting class, Potentia- potentially two of them. Um, so for this one, I, I really like, uh, again, SMU getting an athletic kid that really coming out of high school and Gabe Brooks kind of chimed in on this on the board was just he was a big time athlete that many thought could play either side of the balls but they're going to have him at tight end he's a freak um he really is athletically so um look uh, this is a great pickup for SMU uh again shores up the tight end position which they needed to because of the numbers um and especially you don't know if somebody like Corey Rao could look elsewhere for his final year of college football to play um, uh, you know, a good bit because it just hasn't worked out at SMU. Uh, so I love the pickup for SMU. Um, again, uh, they're going to try for a waiver, but Kedrick, J- Kedrick James will be in camp. He'll be on scholarship. Um, he'll be out there Thursday uh, on that on that first day um, for SMU. So big, big news for SMU there to kick off uh, the uh, podcast. Now, where does that leave SMU as far as scholarships goes? I, I spoke with a couple people last night, and I'm here's the deal. Our scholarship distribution page on PonyStampede.com is pretty darn close to being accurate. Um, 
but somewhere in there, and this is what I'm trying to figure out, and it and it happens just about every year um, where somebody gets put on scholarship and then taken off or some something like that. But right now, uh, it's right at the at the uh, top with with 85 and and DeAndre McNeil. I'm trying to get his player profile to show up or what have you, but sometimes graduate transfers are weird. But I did talk with somebody uh, last night who I asked, I said, does this put SMU at their full allotment of 85 scholarships? And he said, no. So again, somewhere on that page, there's someone that isn't on scholarship yet. And so I'm going to work with them to try and figure out who it is and, and whatnot and get that accurately reflected. But um, I, the one I, I do have a question on, it would be Merrick Pierce, but I was told he was being put on scholarship this fall. So anyway, we'll see, uh, kind of what, what happens there, but that would be, I believe on the page, the loan scholarship, the, the loan scholarship that hadn't been announced in terms of former walk-ons, but Jamie Sackville was signed, Kevin Robledo was signed. So I, I, I'm trying to figure out where, um, it is that, that, um, Maybe there was a, a change in terms of scholarship. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, as far as waivers go, uh, speaking of waivers, Kendrick Kedrick James, uh, with his waiver, uh, we'll, we'll kind of track that one. Uh, there's no timetable for when you're supposed to know, find out. I mean, we reported on Pony Stampede that Jay Call's waiver was denied uh, earlier this month. And so uh, his career as a Mustang is, is certainly over. Um, and now it's just kind of a waiting game for the rest of the players, Cameron Jones, Chevin Calloway, Thomas Schellmeyer, um, and guys like that. So look, I mean, I would think within the first week or two in camp, just so they, they know, I think that's, that's a reasonable timetable. Um, Chevin, uh, isn't listed on SMU's roster, but I'm told he's fine. He's just, he's working out with the team, but he's not technically, I, I think he's doing an internship or something like that, but, um, you know, he's been working out with the team all summer. And, uh, so look, we'll, we'll, we'll hear more about his, uh, waiver soon, I'm sure. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll either get really, really good news on the back end of the secondary with Chevin Callaway and Cameron Jones being approved for waivers or, or they won't. And then Thomas Schellmeyer, can they get that immediate help on the offensive line for him to play right away? It'd be huge if they could, um, because he's going to be a good player for SMU from, from everybody that I've talked with. Uh, look, Thursday, Pony Stampede, uh, going to be completely geared up for fall camp. We're going to drop another podcast on Thursday previewing fall camp um, as practice starts Friday morning. To give you kind of a lay of the land in terms of media, they're going to give us uh, mostly uh, Mondays. Um, it's going to be Mondays media availability um, and Friday during fall camp. So we're going to go August 2nd, August 5th, August 9th, August 12th, August 16th. And then from there, uh, media is TBD uh, from then on, um, but it'll be Mondays during the season at night around the radio show, so keep that in mind too when you're looking for coverage for us, um, but we'll be out there for it all. It'll be a lot of fun, um, and look, before we hit a quick break, I did get two questions from Pony Stampede subscribers uh, for the podcast this week on on scheduling relating to the TCU game and Louisiana Tech home and home. Um, if you look 
on future schedules, TCU is not listed. Well, both universities are private guys, so they're never going to release contracts or anything like that, which means websites like footballschedules.com or your local newspaper, um, and we'll get to that in a second, but you can't request the contracts for Freedom of Information Act. So you're never going to know what the contracts are. You just have to wait year by year to see if they're announced. So that's why. But I've talked to different people that have said the game is on until 2025 or so. So rest easy for now on the SMU-TCU game. And Gary Patterson said it at Big 12 Media Days that, look, it'd have to be on SMU to not continue it. And um, so that's kind of where the series stands. And we're, we're, we're going to talk to Sonny Dykes about it when it hits TCU week to see kind of his thoughts on the rivalry. Finally, to answer the second question on Louisiana Tech, um, the question was, why would Rick Hart schedule a game at Louisiana Tech in 2021? Well, if you look in 2023, there's a home game in Dallas at Ford Stadium. So it'll be a home and home with Louisiana Tech, um, a regional game that isn't hard to travel to, uh, and a matchup that kind of makes sense. So that's why. With that, fam, we're going to take a quick break from the Pony Stampede podcast, and we'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening with us on this Monday. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe, hit the rating, hit the review button. We really, really appreciate it. And by the way, continuing on, we do have a three-for-one deal rolling until the end of Monday uh, for Pony Stampede subscriptions. If you pick up one, you get three months for the price of one, so that carries you well into football season. All our fall camp coverage. Uh, and all of our really almost first half of the season coverage. So be sure to do that, guys. It's it's plenty worth it, and, and I'm not just saying that, but no one, and even the Dallas Morning News, when they send people out there, brings out coverage like we do of SMU. So hope you guys are enjoying our coverage, and we're going to transition a little bit to recruiting because it was a big recruiting weekend, and then we'll finish up with a couple quick notes on basketball. SMU hosted the nation's number one dual threat quarterback, Preston Stone, for an unofficial visit on Sunday. We reported that one on PonyStampede.com. Preston and his family were on campus hanging out with commits, hanging out with with the coaching staff, and hanging out with one of SMU's big 2020 targets, Sawyer Gorham Welch, uh, the defensive tackle out of Longview. So that was kind of the the event on Sunday. It was really just a time, and they've done it the last couple summers now, where – 
they get together, they kind of hang out, get around the facility, get around Sonny Dykes' house, and just really hang out and um, bond with the staff. They usually kind of put you with people that maybe aren't recruiting you as much or support staff people you might not have met as much because they are kind of betting on themselves here. And and so it's a good event. Um, Preston was there. I've, I've been told it went well. Um, obviously, with, with Texas landing Jalen Milrow, the 2021 four-star quarterback, uh, and we talked about it with Mike Roach on this podcast, it's a big, big deal for SMU to um, now have look. I mean, it's a clear path to land Preston Stone. Can they do it? Can they land this, honestly, a program-changing recruit and player and and, and all of those things, um, it's going to be a process. Uh, you know, I don't think he's in a rush to make a decision. Uh, I've always heard it's, it's going to come after the season. So he's focused on that. But look, he was on campus almost every single day in the spring, it seemed like, for practices. And when the dead period ended, his first visit was SMU. So um, great to see for SMU to get him on campus to actually, you know, on a Sunday, just kind of Boom, follow through and, and get them on campus is a big deal. Um, so look, uh, SMU had a couple official visitors on campus as well this weekend. They're hosting one right now as you're listening to this podcast. Head over to PonyStampede.com for the details on those guys and their reactions. I made a new 24-7 sports crystal ball pick as well for one of them to land at SMU. So check that out as well. Flipping over to basketball, uh, the evaluation period for the summer's over. We've uh, really kind of followed it as best we can. This has been kind of a new thing with the NCAA camps um, and some of the different live periods changing up. But um, right now, SMU is without a third assistant. They had uh, Director of Operations Sean Stout on the road for June and July. And um, that's because Sean Forrest was, was let go by Tim Jankovic early in the summer. And from what we've heard, SMU has kicked the tires on a few different uh, assistant targets. They are certainly looking at their options in, you know, who they can hire and bring on. They want to bring on somebody who can bring in some kids and, you know, really contribute on the staff as far as a recruiter goes. Somebody with Texas ties is really important in, in this role. Um, so on Pony Stampede, there are some options. But um, look, I, I think with Sean... I think it was certainly something where uh, there were a lot of, I mean, misses. I mean, just straight up misses. Um, and, and look, I mean, we, we followed about as well as we could on Pony Stampede, but there were plenty that were on Tim Jankovic. There was some that were on Sean Forrest, but uh, I think a fresh start and a new face on the staff for both sides after two tough years uh, was something Tim Jankovic wanted for sure. And so Sean got the boot. It's kind of a natural one, uh, I think. Because, uh, look, Jay Duncan is Tim Jankovic's boy. Um, there's no other way to put it. Um, he's been with him from the beginning. He's a big Tim Jankovic fan. Uh, he was immediately elevated to the third chair. Um, and then KT Turner has been a monster on the recruiting trail for SMU. Um, and so there was no way there was going to be a parting of ways there. So um, makes a lot of sense for Sean to move on. Uh, and, and they'll I think they'll be able to attract somebody, especially if they can give him a two-year contract that'll – That'll be a, a big addition, uh, I think, in terms of recruiting especially. On the flip side of things, team side, uh, SMU is playing with the scholarship numbers, of course, with the basketball team. One update that I can give you guys, and, and I kind of saw it on Twitter a little bit. It, there hasn't been an announcement. 
and I I think Bryce is going to do something, but I, I, Bryce Cook's playing career is, is over right now. Um, he was medically redshirted, uh, and one of his coaches even commented on it on Twitter, saying, you know, Bryce, one of the realest point guards, you know, this and that, kind of sent him some love. But, um, and I talked to Keith, uh, um, Kendrick uh, Davis, SMU's new point guard, and he kinda, he mentioned it. He said, you know, when KT Turner was recruiting him, he said, you know, we're missing a point guard. So you can kind of read between the lines there as well. Um, so SMU uh, will medical Bryce Cook. So that'll open up a scholarship there. That gets them to 14 scholarships. And I'm hearing in, in the next week or so, um, we'll have a final decision on on kind of what what the next step is for the roster. But if you read our, our piece with Kendrick Davis, I mean, he was very complimentary on all the players working their tails off, um, just really getting after it as they prepare for this season. Uh, and he's super confident about what they can do if they can get waivers and they can get their, their team together. So if you haven't already, te- check out that piece from uh, on, on, on Kendrick Davis. He was awesome talking with us um, uh, shortly after his decision to play, play at SMU. Uh, a quick thought on Bryce. I think Bryce was a, is a great kid. Um, I always wondered about his size, but I mean, no one really questioned. I mean, if the guy if the guy could play or not in, in terms of you know the high school level and, and on the recruiting circuits, it was just a matter of how that would translate at the college level. It's really a shame we're not going to be able to find out um, because I mean, like I said, I mean he's really talented. I think I'd be interested to see what a college weight room would do for him and kind of change his body. But he's going to be around the team. I'm sure he's not going to let basketball get very far from him. But a shame uh, as far as uh, him not being able to play um, following those strokes. So um, kind of ending on a somber note, but uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we'll be bringing to you uh, plenty of podcasts as we get into the football training camp. We're going to have some reaction podcasts to practices and things like that. Um, we'll have our staff out there at, at practice for sure, taking notes and all those things. So, uh, with that guys, we're going to wrap up this Monday podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it and, uh, keep listening, keep subscribing. We appreciate you guys and, and hope you guys have a great week.